I'm more mindful with my conversations around the church and the spirituality because just like the mushroom, there's stigma around Mm -hmm. the church environment. But the people I am talking to are just so grateful and so appreciative that we're even thinking about this because they're, I mean, so many people, I've never, I never went to church or I haven't gone to church since I was in high school. And like, I've just looked, I've just put my nose up to it. And then they've come to the mushroom or had these spiritual experiences with the mushroom and never had anyone to talk to. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak, they talk to you, they will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hey everybody, welcome to a next episode of Psilocybin Says... I'm Eric. I'm Courtney Rose. And I am Athena. We have a special guest here today with us, the beautiful Inside and Out, Athena. Aw, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, first time we're doing a uh, third-party interview, so we've been talking about this for a while, and uh, I'm grateful that Athena gets to be the... the, uh, Initiate. 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 That's better than guinea pig. (laughs) I've been waiting. I've been waiting to have this have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, We have been talking about it for a while. Yeah, I mean it's a conversation we've been having and ready to bring it public. Yeah. We brought the website public this week, which was Mm -hmm. um I was personally very excited about it. I think we all were. And I was a little maybe more more, you know. I uh am a little quicker to jump than <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. eric it's accidentally published the website accidentally for the church yeah, and, then, and then figured out how to yeah, unpublish quote, it quote unquote, <laughs> on quote unquote he was very excited to get sanctuary out to you no, all in the world it feels good it feels good to have it out there i know that we've all been working on it really hard and it looks really good feels really good so. yeah mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of great feedback so yeah. far and you know the website is really just like it's just a shell of the thing right we are the thing what we're creating is the thing the community that is forming mm-hmm. is really where it's at and that's why i wanted to get the website out because i wanted to invite more people into our community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really exciting it is really exciting so yeah. anyway, before we get too deep into all of that, let's just kind of backtrack a little bit. For those of you who don't know who Athena is, uh, Athena has been a part of. Um, I, I want to say, I want to say my work, but let's just say the work uh, that has been happening for the last what seven years now. How long have you been? Six years. Three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know it all. feels like a lifetime. It does. I mean, it really does feel like I've known that we've known each other for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a testimony to like how how you know well we work together and and just how smoothly this all gets along. And mm-hmm. uh, so, testimony wow. to the mushroom. I guess yeah. Then I should re- I could like easily think, realize yeah. that yeah. seven years. Like I started. Mm-hmm. retreats in 2013 mm-hmm. it was like i was there ago. from the very beginning yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in spirit there was athena just waiting know. to join us in Maybe. the physical form yeah. <laughs> uh, i guess that's there's probably a lot of truth to that mm-hmm. uh, anyway so athena why don't you tell the listeners how you came to psilocybin 
Yeah. So, uh, it was, it's been three and a half years when I had my first experience. Um, and that came about because about a year previously, I decided I wanted to try mushrooms. <laughs> I was like, I'm not too old. I did not miss, <laughs> I didn't miss it because <laughs> all my friends started like in high school or college, like at music festivals, Bonnaroo, like I didn't have the opportunity to go to those type of events. And I also kind of knew myself well enough that I probably wouldn't have enjoyed myself. Mm. Um, I already am a pretty like energy empathic person, Mm. I guess. So, um, and I also have that control side, like I want to make sure everyone is safe and I want to make sure I am safe from a very Mm -hmm. early age. So I just, I guess I knew subconsciously like that's not the space that I want to do this in. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated and some years had passed and I decided I wasn't too old to try mushrooms, I was like, you know, these are a natural thing. Um, I want to experience this. I want to try it. But I knew that I wanted to be with someone that had some experience that I trusted. I knew that where I was taking these mushrooms needed to be like a safe space. And I wanted to know where I was getting them from. Those were like my criteria. And so it was about a year. Understandable. That I talked about that out loud and I was vetting people and trying to figure out uh, when would be the best time. and at the same time, some other life-changing things were happening with my career and just moving and family was expanding and all these uh, shifts. And uh, Eric made a post on Facebook and my aunt tagged There's me in that post <laughs> where all good things start. Uh, <laughs> you had been friends with my aunt online for a while Um, and I had been talking to her, you know, about wanting to try this and it just was like, okay. She was like, Hey, you should do this. And I was like, well, I don't really know anything about mushrooms. How can I work with mushrooms if I don't know anything about mushrooms? Um, and she was like, just interview. And I was like, okay, it's not going to hurt anything to interview and Mm -hmm. met Eric interviewed and within 12 hours 24 hours you offered me the job and it was part-time as like an assistant to come in and help you and um I started right away and started with just clearing out emails oh god organizing (laughs) Organizing, making folders (laughs) hours and hours of making folders so for about three months I was getting to learn kind of the logistics around running a retreat in Jamaica Um, I've never done anything like that before and helping people sign up for these retreats um, and then been given the opportunity to go down on retreat with you all and Courtney came down and it was your first experience since your arrest. Mm -hmm. That's Um, right. Mm -hmm. So that was a big deal and we we hadn't really met much up Mm -hmm. to that point. Yeah. Just like once I think. Yeah. That was like our first go at hanging out together yeah going down to jamaica going down to traveling with a baby and managing like a retreat. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> managing a retreat managing a retreat really hung out Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no i just kind of walked into the office 
with you all a few times with Athena shaking her head at the email inbox (laughs) (laughs) just repeating things like folders need folders need organization need folders I'm very often reminded of my shortcomings in this it takes takes all kinds of people to make something run it Uh, takes all kinds of people so true and you've been doing it by yourself like legit it's crazy like when you said that like seven like when we're talking about how long you've been with the things like holy shit my life has been a blur for a long time you know and that's i think that's why i kind of felt that way because the first time that there was ever any kind of order was when you (laughs) came in and started helping (laughs) previous to that it was just like whirlwind whirlwind for sure yeah because i mean we learned very quickly like me going down on that retreat we learned very quickly like the person in charge of providing sessions should not be the person in charge of finances (laughs) and logistics and Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that so so my first time down there it was an all-women's retreat it was our first all-women's retreat which came with um its own differences and challenges um Mm -hmm. and I remember pulling up to the facility and having this sense of like wow I feel like I'm back at church camp and it's like (laughs) in Jamaica I went to church camp in Litchfield Kentucky um so here I am on an island in the in Jamaica like having that same feeling I had growing up so Mm -hmm. like a little backstory um church for me was great like I had community in church I was homeschooled so church was a consistent place for me um and I I grew up in a very small church that had only like one other person my age um and they ended up getting closed down and we moved to another church through friends I had found at church camp so it was like oh where did my friends go to church like let's start going there. And they had a really large youth group and, um, you know, I didn't, we didn't vacation really. So church camp was, I got a scholarship. That was my week to just be, explore myself and be myself and be nice to everybody or, or maybe have challenging relationships with kids, you know, like Mm -hmm. it was a very exciting, um, time in my life. And I was very involved in the youth group. As I got older, I was a, uh, um, facilitator and all through high school I helped um, organize weekend retreats they have like a winter retreat and they had a spring retreat for just like the weekend mm-hmm. so you could meet back up with smaller groups it's much smaller than like the big summer camp but like mm-hmm. some people that were really involved and you got to see them because there are kids from all over Louisville all over Kentucky um, that were a part of it so and we were allowed to ask questions like I had sex education class at church camp. I had because every year, like every other year for the seventh, eighth grade camp, they would do sex ed and the bishop would come and answer anonymous questions. And um, wow. I had They're my like, first. Kids together, gonna yeah. Have sex and I, like my first <laughs> dance, my first dance was at church camp. Like, um so I had, I was, I'm very grateful for the experience I had around, um, that. And so here I am pulling up to the facility in Jamaica and I'm having the same feeling So come back around. Um, so 
the week progresses, I have my first experience, and I always tell people, like, that's the day that Courtney and I became, like, sisters. <laughs> We're mm. like, yes. that is the day that, like, we're forever friends <laughs> and it I wasn't that it was extreme or anything i remember that moment i think you kind of like crawled over to where <laughs> i was and you're like is this okay can i come over here and yeah, say like, something I don't know what to, to do. you <laughs> that you know that's that space in a mushroom trip when you're with other people yeah, and it's like determining serious, if it's okay to too. talk or not to talk and talking is so foreign and it's like oh everything I say sounds so big and intense and yeah so yeah I remember you crawling over like having us both having that moment of like is this okay now to talk because <laughs> we've been over here tripping for like three hours and no, no it <laughs> was ourselves. early it was early we weren't three oh, hours it was oh, like okay. just starting you know how time is <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, and then we found ourselves behind the uh the bar at Doreen's we were like behind the bar do you remember that we were trying to find a flashlight or something. I can't remember. I but. remember our heads being in a bush because it had just <laughs> it had just Whoa. rained. It like right when we dosed. Okay, so here's right. another thing that yes. comes back to it. Like right when we dosed, it started raining, mm. and I remember thinking like, "Oh, it's like a baptism. Like mm. I'm having a baptism." Uh. And then we ended up with our heads in this beautiful bush with bright red flowers, <laughs> and it was just dripping all the water after the rain, right? And we were just like, "Oh my gosh, water!" Like, yeah. Yeah, that's we right. need more water. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Was that the yes. same night that the preacher was going off? No, this okay. was the second okay. night. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. that experience just like really, it was mm -hmm. a very pleasant, comfortable, enjoyable, mm -hmm. like friendship solidifying experience. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, that's a great way to form a friendship, right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, now you're stuck with me. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mushroom. <laughs> um, and then you get a day off, right? And so there's all kinds of stuff. So I was in this weird, like, behind the scenes and, like, mm -hmm. a retreaty space, which I'm good at. I'm, like, a moderator my whole life. Mm -hmm. Kind of hold mm -hmm. in between space. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so then the second dose night was a much heavier dose. I think I did, I did five grams. And... This retreat was like really heavy. There was a lot um, of stuff going on with the group and it was a large group. Mm -hmm. It was larger. After this, we were like, yeah. they don't need to be this big. There's 23 people there, including me and Courtney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, this is too big. <laughs> um, but it was super, super heavy, the onset. And it rained again. And again, I was like, baptism. Um and I found myself outside of the main space because like the energy in there was so heavy. And one of the facilitators came up and was like, I don't think you need to be here. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I do either. <laughs> so like Courtney, you walked me out to the fire where Eric was. Mm -hmm. And I, and that's when it really like came on for me when I was able to step outside into like the world and it was night and the stars were just like so bright and it was just so clear after that rain and I just remember like putting my hand to my chest and being like wow like everything you have done has prepared you for being here right now 
like all the things all the random jobs all the like childhood things I was like this is you're supposed to be here right now you have skills that will contribute to the success of this retreat Mm -hmm. and I was like all right because up to that point like I didn't know really like I hadn't had the experience I was helping people sign up and like Mm -hmm. using your words but like I didn't have my own Mm -hmm. words Mm -hmm. around what this was going to be like for people so that happened and I was like okay cool and then, so there was like an ev- evangelistic Jamaican church service happening in the middle of the night, and it was just mm-hmm. echoing because this is we're in the country, right? It's just echoing off of the beach. And then there's our service that's happening, trying to combat this preaching with like shamanic music ended up being played, which was not normal. Um, so I just remember being on the outside looking out at this and just being like, wow, we get to, we get to experience life this way. We get to explore our own faith, however that looks and just being so grateful for that. And like, I didn't care what he was saying. Like some people, it really bothered him that he was yelling. And I was like, I thought it was beautiful. Mm. I was like, wow, like how cool is this? Mm hmm. Um, it's so weird how much kind of church yeah. context there is here. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, going into it, I didn't think yeah. much of it other than it felt good mm-hmm. because for me, church was a safe space right. and it was a community. And there were people that asked me how I was doing every Sunday. Um, and then of course college came and life came and it got harder to go on Sundays and your friends aren't going anymore because they're living their lives. And like, Mm -hmm. it definitely has been something I've missed, um, Mm -hmm. and, and been seeking a community. And when I went down to Jamaica and had those experiences, I was like, this is my, this is my community. Okay, cool. How can I foster it? How can I help it? How can like, I build this so big things around church and then you know we decided like it came around I got like two and a half years of intense training at Myco and like really learning all the ins and outs of running a retreat of holding space of operations and legal stuff that we have to do to make sure that this is like a safe and accessible um thing because that's big for me like I'm not I don't ever want to do anything that I feel I have to keep from people Mm -hmm. like I'm Mm -hmm. very proud to talk about what I do um so so I just am grateful for the space that you all created to provide me that opportunity because without it like I don't know what I'd be doing like wandering around trying to figure it out i I don't know you said you all but i think it's we all especially if you're talking about sanctuary um because you know we i I don't know how did it how did it go i perceive it as we deciding to do this together i know that maybe i guess you know i kind of brought the idea um and it's something that i had been i had attempted years before and when we came back from Jamaica and we're kind of really reevaluating our relationship with psilocybin and the work that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess, you know, Courtney and I had first had a conversation here and then we came to you and yeah I think it was presented to you that it was an option and then you texted and I was I remember I was laying on my front porch couch just soaking in the sun just being like what the heck am I gonna do um because I was like how am I gonna how do I still work with mushrooms? Mm. Like what mm-hmm. after having that experience? It's hard to do, hard to go. I'm like, what mm-hmm. else yeah. am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you texted, we could open a church, and I was like, what? Like we can open a church? I love like, church here, <laughs> here in my backyard, like mm-hmm. where my family can and mm-hmm. like attend and have access to it, where my friends can attend and have access to it, like are you kidding me? And I remember like immediate shift in my mood. And then I just like kept laying on the couch with a smile on my face instead, like thinking about, okay, how can we, how can we build a church? Mm. Like, yeah, it was Evan, uh, that, you know, reminded me. I, I have, it's just, it's something that I have had a lot of resistance to just because of my religious trauma mm-hmm. and the amount of religious trauma that exists. I've had resistance to the language. Mm-hmm. It's always been a spiritual event for me, always. From the first time I took mushrooms, I was like, oh, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah, it was kind of like brought back into my whatever perspective of it. The forefront. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it just makes, it made sense then. It still makes sense now. Um, and, uh, personally I've gotten a lot more comfortable with the language around it. You've been a big part of helping me get more comfortable with it uh, Mm -hmm. because you have had such positive church experiences where mine were not so much. And Courtney didn't have a whole lot of church experience. Mm Um, so the conversations that we've had and, and really like you reminding us that church is community, like that's what this is. It's a community of faith and that we absolutely have faith because of what we've seen through the mushrooms, that this is a powerful tool for healing the spirit and the body and the mind. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, you've, Athena, you've given me a lot more confidence around having the church. I mean, when Evan first brought this up, I was like, nope, that sounds <laughs> like a horrible idea to me. Mainly, really, only because of fear around, um, you know, want, like you were saying, wanting to be transparent and wanting to be really mm. proud of what uh, what I'm doing and uh, and in Jamaica, I, it took me a little while to get comfortable with that. <laughs> it was that, it was that yeah. first retreat and you came down before you came on board a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It took me a while of seeing how meaningful that work was to people, like how many people benefited from it and that, you know, it could be done safely and transparently and legally. And mm-hmm. so the concept of doing something, doing public work with mushrooms in the U S was just something I'd kind of stricken from my mind and consciousness <laughs> after being arrested. And so when Evan brought it up, I was like in shock, like, wow, our attorney is bringing this up to us that, you know, we should really consider doing this well, and, I think and all the just things to consider, just a lot to consider and make sure we're doing everything right and properly. And which we've definitely done that now. And, after getting lots of feedback from other professionals and 
seeing people respond to the church like thank goodness like there is this that you all are doing this it's like that same feeling of wow this is gonna help a lot of people and bring people together and i think you know evan and i spoke for a couple of months before he brought it up mm-hmm. and i think that's because the mm-hmm. reason he brought it up is because he under, yeah. he started to understand how i understood right. and he was like look dude this is like this is your religion. Like you don't have to use that word, but like, uh-huh. this is your spirituality and like you're authentic. This is the real deal and mm-hmm. you have the right and the ability to do that. And I needed that confidence and mm-hmm. you needed that confidence. Mm-hmm. Athena needs that. And the people that we work with need that confidence to know uh, that what mm-hmm. we're doing is, is safe and mm-hmm. protected. And mm-hmm. it very much should be uh, mm-hmm. because it, you know, I mean, not only is this the, I truly believe that the historical evidence proves that this is the primary spiritual sacrament for humankind. But bottom line is like, it's doing so much good mm-hmm. for people that it should be accessible. Yeah. Once it really sunk in for me, um, that this is really in alignment with what we've been wanting mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. uh, for years. Um, the spiritual aspect of it mm-hmm. and being able to talk in terms of that mm-hmm. well, has been it, such a relief. I've, I've said that too, that, you know, with Maiko, I never felt capable of talking about it in terms of a spiritual experience because mm-hmm. so many people were coming because of Michael Pollan and, you mm-hmm. know, the Johns Hopkins and seeing this as a psychological neurochemical event. And while those are components I, I, after all these years of taking mushrooms, like that's, that is purely not the foundation of it. We are so naive to think that the foundation of life is the physical. Everything comes from nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything, all material comes from the immaterial. And so that alone is enough for me to acknowledge that life is primary, primarily a spiritual experience. Mm. how do you like kind of coming from the engaging with people from this very secular very science based uh understanding of psilocybin and now starting to have it from the outset the conversations are more in from a spiritual nature mm-hmm. how do like what's that do in your head and how does that impact your experience in working with the people i mean it definitely is a shift um i think it I don't want to say it was easier, but it was more relatable, unfortunately, to talk about Myco and how it was geared to help with mental health. Mm. Um, and I could list off PTSD, trauma, addiction, uh, depression, like all these things that so many people are dealing with, they could relate to. It was like easier for them to relate to that mm. and accept it. Mm. Um then I'm more mindful with my conversations around like the church and the spirituality and who I talk to about them. Like I kind of feel it out a little Mm bit Um, because like you said, there's so much trauma. There's so much um, just like the mushroom, there's stigma around Mm -hmm. the church environment Mm -hmm. just solely based on the word church. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
but the people I am talking to are just so grateful and so appreciative that we're even thinking about this, like even providing a small blip in their week mm-hmm. um, around this because they're, I mean, so many people, I've never, I never went to church or I haven't gone to church since I was in high school. And like, I've just looked, I've just put my nose up to it. And then they've come to the mushroom or had these spiritual experiences with the mushroom and never had anyone to talk to because their peers are still either doing Mm -hmm. it recreationally Mm -hmm. or they've only done it at like a music festival. Um, And they say they've had these spiritual experiences, but then they don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like that's what I want. I want to continue to like move forward in life. I want to continue to grow in life. And through these spiritual experiences, I want to like, just be a better human to my fellow humans. And so if you're having these experiences and then not acting on what you're learning from them and just getting back in the rat race and like, then it's not as mindful and intentional and, and that's okay. But there are a group of people that need and want to be able to talk about these experiences, to also grow and move forward and expand. Um, That's such a good point. So like, I'm curious for you, what, what has that looked like for you in your experience with the mushroom so far? Like, how have you found yourself kind of taking those experiences and with the mushroom and working with them? Well, luckily I get to work in the mushroom world, like just with you all, Mm -hmm. like I'm constantly thinking about how to build community around this. Like it's an everyday development and then we Mm -hmm. get to talk and have our conversations. And, um, so I think it's a lot easier for me because I'm working in it. Mm You know, but that thing that you're talking about building the community is the mm-hmm. thing that allows other people who are not working in right. it to have that consistent engagement. Right, exactly. Like, where do you go after you go on a retreat and have and address your depression or address your mm-hmm. anxiety, and then you come back to the same environment you're in, and you you don't have the tools to either separate yourself from the toxic people or the people you have outgrown or whatever or you don't have the community to go to. Mm-hmm. So if if I can provide a space where after you've had these experiences and you're having a hard time finding people to talk to, mm-hmm. which has been like the consistent conversation I've had with people interested in the church, like come here, come to sanctuary. Like I'll be happy to listen to your experience. Like mm-hmm. I love it. I want to I want to know how you're processing life. I'm so interested so because like, it helps me process mm-hmm. and yeah, I just really en- enjoy it. I call myself an observer. Like I just want to listen and maybe that's also kind of nosy. I'll take it. Well, but you're, also, <laughs> you're, you're a participant as well. You're not yeah. just mm-hmm. an observer. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the last service that we did? I think that was probably one of the, at least for a while, I would su- suspect that's one of the more, um, well, up until the it's one after that that you did, uh, profound experiences that you had. And um, I felt 
at least doing that service with you, I felt like you were learning a lot in that space mm-hmm. and experiencing a lot. And so, yeah, I'd just love to hear you talk a little bit about that experience. You're talking about sacrament services? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you weren't just an observer. You were a participant. And, um, and that's not something, you know, with in Jamaica, you did some of that. Um, mm. But it was usually within, like, a larger group, and you weren't as directly involved necessarily, you know. And so as you've kind of gotten more into that direct mm-hmm. involvement and holding space and being mm-hmm. a support for people during their work with, with the sacrament, how, how's that playing out for you? Yeah. So we've actually, we've done two private services. When I very, like first came down to Jamaica, we worked mm-hmm. together. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so I can, and those are very, those, were those are very challenging. Yeah. I mean, for my very first, God, that first service, one, yeah. you know, I didn't really know what to expect. <laughs> I'm kind of just like being the observer <laughs> and like just, just being there. It's like four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was painful. It was painful. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I can say like, and then, and then the one after that was mm-hmm. challenging mm-hmm. for its mm-hmm. own reasons. Mm-hmm. So I've been in kind. Of, I think I kind of got the all. I'll start. Yeah, with you're some, right. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. pretty strange. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I, I totally forgot about those two first early ones. Gosh, yeah, yeah. So much happened. I know. And then we did a bunch of group retreats, and then um, now we're back at doing private retreats yeah, together. Yeah. And I definitely noticed that I'm able to calm my mind during mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the in this mushroom space, um, where before I was so new and just like, what's going on? What's happening? What should I be doing? What do I do with my hands? I don't know. Like, should I stretch? Should I not stretch? I like, it was a lot more ruminating in my head. Mm. And now, you know, having the years under my belt of just observing and learning from you all and other facilitators and just understanding that we all bring something unique to the space. Um, I'm a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. So with that last experience we had together, I just leaned into what was happening and just stayed calm um, and spent four hours laying in the grass looking at the trees. It was great. Like, um, I don't bring a lot of specific thoughts mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, in, in large part. Um, your method of processing, um, I feel like in some ways we're similar. You you seem to have a lot of body processing, like the stretching and the moving and the dancing, and you've been a dancer. That's just been part of who you are. Uh, and, you know, I'm starting to observe you more because like now that we're we've been working together more and I'm feeling more competent in your ability to be one of the supports then like it allows me to kind of back away just a little bit and observe more mm-hmm. you know and so um seeing how you yeah process and that you are like like you said you're a very empathic person you know um and I don't know. I'm just, uh, I just keep seeing you show up for people really well. Um, 
and that you seem to come from this kind of heart-centered, accepting place. And, yeah, it's just been really nice watching you evolve your relationship with that that kind of space, you know. Did you expect that you would be in a role like like that, holding space in services? Like when we started talking about the church, did you see yourself mm, in that role? I don't think I had any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned very quickly that expectations create <laughs> drama and trauma. I'm not interested in that. So <laughs> I was just like, all right, let's do this. Where do I fit in? <laughs> like, So, well, with that being said, how do you, do you feel like it's something that you do want to keep doing or to a certain extent or? I mean, I don't want it to be the only thing I do. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not like, I've met people who are like, I am a space holder. That is where I want to be. That's what I want to do. That's what my calling is. And I'm like, yes, mm. do it. Because <laughs> um, while I can do it and while I enjoy it, um, I also enjoy other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about your vision of the school. Like this is something you've been passionate about for a while now yeah pretty soon after when I guess after you talked to 508 destiny Mm. um and that you were like we can open like if we're a registered church we can open businesses along the mission of the church and I was like we could have a school (laughs) yeah that was like your first thing yeah Yeah. I was like I mean education Again, I grew up homeschooled. My aunt, my grandma were my primary teachers. Like at one point they had a resource center that they did out of their home. um, And at its peak had like 36 students, K through 12. Mm -hmm. I know it's possible. I know it's doable. There are a lot of challenges that come with it, of course. Um, But now having young children in my life that I love and care about, and even from the get, I knew like if I had children of my own, I wanted to homeschool them mm-hmm. um, or attempt to. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, that's, that's our future. Mm. And, you know, it just goes right in line with what we're learning from the mushroom, like this spiritual healing. If we can get that sooner into the next generation and give them the tools that we're learning how to use now as Mm -hmm. adults that their grandparents are Mm -hmm. trying to learn how to like combat ancestral trauma and like just grow and do better and they can see like we're not perfect we're not the authority we don't know what's going on Mm. here are some tools to help you process life and also i want you to be your most beautiful creative self and whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. then it just spreads out even further the healing and the growth of humanity and so if we can offer a space for our children like why wouldn't we Mm. why wouldn't we do it I know that is that's where it's at right right there just to me like thinking about that when you brought that up 
as part of the church conversation initially, it just really hit home with me. Like, yes, the Mm -hmm. church, like this is what I want to be doing, building something for my children, which before we started talking about the church was kind of this foggy, like not so great feeling future for them, honestly, like Mm -hmm. what kind of, um, traditions are they going to have? Because that seems to be such a broken part of society right now is Mm -hmm. like the loss of traditions and family and Mm -hmm. this just deep, just yearning for reconnection. Like look at ancestry.com. Like people are just desperate to (laughs) to figure out like, where do I come from? What did my people do? Like, who are they? And like, the only way a lot of people have right now is just looking at that, like their blood and their DNA. And so to think of us forming this rich traditional practice for our kids and grandchildren and their grandchildren, like to where they can really have support uh, in their life and in a community that's comfortable talking about those ways. And like right now, yeah, we're forming that for our kids and um the future like not having to like right now it's hard like you were saying to to have these experiences and feel like i've got nobody to talk to this about like this isn't okay with a lot of people and it's not easy to talk about with a lot of people and to think that a couple hundred years from now what we're doing right now could create help create a society where you can have conversations more easily around growth and spirituality with mushrooms that's beautiful mm-hmm. so yeah thanks for your school vision yeah <laughs> happy to contribute yeah it's really interesting like even like you said earlier how everything that you've done has led to where you were then and now and you know i mean that's my training is in education i've often thought like you know what a waste my college my master's is in education but it may end up being you know a very important part of all this definitely yeah mm. I mean it It for me it definitely feels like I am on an ancestral path like if mm. you look at my family tree and what they have done the professions they've chosen the life they've you know all these skill sets that are now like in my DNA it, it feels very like ancestral, like mm-hmm. they have done all this work to get you here so, wow. to work on this. Can you talk about that, Courtney? Do you have any experience with that? Because I definitely do. My ancestors were sacred plant people, you know, mm-hmm. like I've talked about this before. My history of family have all been involved in shamanic plants. And I've joked and said my son's going to grow ayahuasca, but <laughs> or peyote or something, but. It's, it does very much feel like my ancestry has been leading to this. I'm interested yeah. if, you, if you have any. Uh, well, I feel like my main experience with that is in the mushroom space. Mm-hmm. Like it's challenging to talk about because it's like experienced in another like dimension mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't use words. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely had experiences meeting my ancestors in that space that have reminded me that this is what I came here to do and to help people like commune with my family, um, via mushrooms. So 
it's hard to talk about, but mm-hmm. not like, like my, my grandparents, um, on my mom's side, they're definitely plant people. I mean, they love, they spend their days just gardening and, um, just communing with nature and plants. And it's something that I didn't grow up doing, uh, with my parents, uh, having a relationship with plants in particular. So I don't, it's funny cause your mom is such a gardener. You didn't get mm-hmm. out in the garden with your mom and mess around. I did a little bit, but she was being a pro skater. Mostly was I was in an ice, yeah. an ice rink, mm-hmm. like a cold ice rink. It's just, just fascinating. Cause your mom is so quick to have Theo mm-hmm. out in the garden with her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of an interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I started skating when I was six and I just kind of really took, um, a love to it and went all the way with it. So I was, I was like all I ever thought about and did like my mom would be gardening and I'd be like on the concrete slab practicing jumps Mm. (laughs) like Mm. off the ice, you know, she was outside. So I don't know. It's interesting that I didn't, I didn't pick that up from her. Uh, But uh, yeah, I definitely feel like a connection with mushrooms that I don't with plants. Mm like with fungi that I don't with um, other plants. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't no, know. It's just, just something I've never thought about, thought I'd ask. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. So, do you listening want to join our church now? <laughs> <laughs> Come be our friend. Well, what, you know, and that, and that feeds into this, this kind of conversation feeds into the larger future vision for sanctuary. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about sustainability. We talk about having, you know, agriculture as a part of what we're doing. You know, a church. I, I hope when we're thinking about what 200 years from now looks like, I hope that we're also maybe not redefining what a church is, but getting back to what a church was. Right. Rather than this kind of dogmatic institution mm-hmm. that tells you how to live your life, but rather a community of people that come together to try to understand what it means to be human and to have a relationship with the earth that we came out of. Right. And so, you know, thinking about the future vision of this thing and uh, all the incredible people out there that can contribute to this vision. Because that's where, you know, right now we're the three of us that have formed this thing. We've got a group of about 20 or so people that come on Sundays and we do our Zoom meetings and we're doing private services and small group services with the sacrament. Um, but you know, this is just, we're very, very early mm-hmm. on. In oh, this so early. Someone yeah. told me you're, she, they were like, so you're at like step 15 of like 15,000. I was like, thank you. That's about right. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. So where, do, where do you see step 1000? What's step 1000? <laughs> I would love, I mean, I've been saying for years, like the dream is to have a little piece of property that has like 15 tiny homes on it and there's like five permanent residents and their families and then there's mm-hmm. the other ones are rented out and mm-hmm. there's a garden mm-hmm. and you know it just is a very much a self-sustaining environment and who knew it would be through the lens of sanctuary mm-hmm. um 
and I feel like that's kind of similar to like where our vision with sanctuary is. is yes. Which is what I was before we started recording. That's kind of what I was like for us to really dig in and, and define that super clearly and keep that as a laser focus. Yeah. Um, Cause that's the same thing I want. I envision, I've envisioned that for a long time. Even when Courtney and I were living on the farm, we used to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, having cabins there for people to come and stay and mm-hmm. build and, not a commune, but a community. Right. I know. But you can come and go. It could be like your vacation home. Yeah. Like, have you? Like a timeshare, right? Yeah, psychedelic time, timeshare. Psychedelic timeshare. <laughs> well, you know the farm, like the farm, quote unquote, the farm Tennessee, of, of midwives. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, where oh, women go. Women go. It's so it's a whole ass, yeah. it's a whole community and they have all these homes, some permanent, some like tr- more transient mm-hmm. setups where women go to give birth. And with midwives without uh, like medical intervention Mm -hmm. and it's set up to where a lot of women go like months in advance and sometimes a year. And it like, as soon as they find out they're getting, they're pregnant or they want to get pregnant, they just move to the farm and start. Yeah. Oftentimes. And then off, and then oftentimes I've read that there's single women that go because they don't have partners and they want the community Uh, of other people they're supporting them but the idea is that they go and they really get their health back on track they Mm -hmm. eat vegetarian food and grow their own food and sweat a lot and just work together as a team and then they give birth at the end of it (laughs) like what a vision and if like that's kind of a really awesome vision for me to have with sanctuary yeah is a community where people could just get their life kind of back on yeah, track, totally. their health back on track and okay. do yeah. that as a team and then eat mushrooms and, you know, have spiritual deaths and spiritual rebirths and mm-hmm. do uh, it, do it as a community. Kentucky is the place to do this. I just, I mean, and there will be more, but I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. And I know it's not, I know it's not just me. I feel there is something in this land here that is that is birthing this i know it and uh really invite anybody that's listening that has a similar vision that can see this vision to be a part of it contribute it's going to take money it's going to take resources it's going to take hands and hearts and it's going to take a lot of work and a lot, a lot of, of love, trust a lot of trust a lot of mistakes a lot of growth it's going to be an amazing journey uh, and it already has been you know when i think about starting with my own personal journey with psilocybin and then Courtney and I coming together and our journey and then Athena, you coming in and all the other people that have been a part of this, this journey, you know, it's, uh, there's so much there that is, it's, it's, um, it's so, so rich. It's such a rich history and memory. And I've, I've, I've pushed back a lot on um kind of being in the place that i'm at sort of you know we're doing this whole ordination thing coming up and i struggle with some of that uh just because again because of religious trauma but when i really like go inside and reflect on the the reality of this journey i am it's something I'm really proud of. It's something I'm really very, very proud that I've stuck with it, that you all have stuck with it, that we're working together and 
and grow in this together and that we've got so many beautiful people you know i was talking to the um the lady that we did our that session with that last private service with yesterday and she's had such amazing growth and she is I have never seen anybody that took their mushroom trip and applied it so directly, so consistently. And it's been, what, probably four weeks now, three or four weeks since she's had her service. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just expressing to her that, you know, she's kind of the foundation. You know, she's not the first person that we worked with. Um, But in Laura, in a big way, I feel like she's setting the tone for what this thing is going to do. And so have the other people that we work, we've worked with. And those have been very special relationships and special uh, groups and individuals that we, that we've worked with. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this person, I mean, she's specifically going through a different, a a new approach to how we're working with. Yeah. The more immersive, the the whole, the whole coaching. She's getting a very unique experience and this is the first Mm -hmm. one we're really seeing play out. And so it's very exciting to see. And she has a ton of religious trauma, right? She's coming out of the Mormon church and and all that cultiness and all that. Beautiful, beautiful person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To see her wake up, you know, you and I saw her wake up to that in real time. And it was just like, yes, 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 yes. This is why we're doing this. Right. This is why yeah. we're doing this. And I love that, um, like you're saying, Athena, like she's the first, uh-oh, she's the first person that, <clears throat> spilled some coffee here, that has gone through this preparatory, such an extensive preparation mm-hmm. prior to having uh, a sacrament service mm-hmm. and then having extensive uh, follow-up and yeah. integration, like, that is amazing. I feel like that we can provide that for people. And that's such a big part of the community it's aspect of changer. It's mm-hmm. going to be a game changer for psychedelics overall. That's yeah. what is not happening. I mm-hmm. recognize that the work that we've done and what I see overall in psychedelic wellness is not enough immersive preparation and integration right. and having the community is a huge part of that. Having the one-on-one time is a huge part of that. And so and just in so many ways, I'm I'm really proud and terrified of what oh, we're yeah. doing still. This is a <laughs> mm-hmm. big, big thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think all of us feel that. And mm-hmm. I'm proud of all of us for not resisting it. You know, we, we know in, to some extent, you know, the challenge that is before us. But we continue to show up and, and work towards it little by little. And we all bring something unique to this. Uh and uh, just man, I couldn't I couldn't be more more grateful, honestly. Yep, I'm grateful to be doing this with you all. Yeah, and I it's been clear to me as we've continued persisting through whatever challenges have come up that we have a lot of support from people that just keeps showing itself. So it's a great affirmation as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I'm loving our Sunday services. This is not something that I would have imagined that I would really value to the extent that I do, but it's really wonderful. And that we don't have to be, you know, taking mushrooms to be a group. Right. It is our central sacrament. It is what brings us together. But there's so much more to this organization, this community, than than just that. Yeah, for you all listening, we have Sunday public Sunday services at 10 a.m. Eastern via Zoom. So that's a great way to come and just feel out what we're about as a community and 
um, we read two texts. Uh, so we're rotating uh, between different texts that we feel like are a great complement to the mushroom experience. Uh, so right now it's the Tao Te Ching and the science of being great. Um, There's always room for criticism. Of those <laughs> <types>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And th- that's the great thing about having a non-dogmatic type of community, which welcomes feedback is mm-hmm. we do these readings and it's an opportunity for discussion about life. And um, yeah, the two hours just flies by. It like really does. I'm yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. So we spend 30 minutes doing the service, which is not, uh, non-participatory for those who attend. Uh, it's just like a silent participation. And then we do uh, a discussion led by Eric or another moderator yeah, afterwards. About 90 minutes for those. And yeah, uh, it's been really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to check that out, you can go to the sanctuary website uh, and find the zoom link on the homepage there. It's P S A N C T U A R Y dot O R G. It's pronounced sanctuary, not sanctuary. <laughs> sanctuary with a P. It's so funny. For this, this is a joke that we've had here since we started. I, I, once I adopted or we adopted the name sanctuary, or when it first came in the conversation, I think Courtney was the one that was like, "But aren't people going to think it's P sanctuary?" And I was like, "Well, do people say P psilocybin or P psychology?" And they don't. But yet somehow people still say, oh, peace sanctuary. <laughs> they <laughs> yes, just they don't do. know yet. We're not in the dictionary yet. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah, no, I'm digging it. Uh, so, Athena, what does psilocybin say to you? That's the last thing we'll leave it with. What does psilocybin say to me? It says, just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. Man, ooh, I feel that. Sometimes it feels like, um, like just like exhausting, and sometimes it feels like coasting, and sometimes it feels like sitting still. Yeah, because <laughs> mm-hmm. that what you were saying in the mud that one day when you were knee deep in the mud. Just keep going. Maybe. Just keep going. <laughs> Maybe. I that was know. so awesome when you came out. And you're just like the mud and the squishing and. That that affirmed mud. for me. Yeah, there's some context in there. I think the second trip, she was squishing her toes in the mud. Uh, but like I saw you then, I didn't see it, but I felt it. I don't see things in mushroom space. I feel them, and I felt your um, ability to be a conduit, and that like it moving through you and grounding in the mud, and like you were just like in awe and. I was just like, man, this, this, I made the right choice. You know, I interviewed three people, I think, before hiring you. And uh, that night, I was like, okay, you made a good, you made a good choice, Eric. You made the right choice. So, really grateful that you're still a part of this work that we're doing and very much looking forward to the future. Yeah, yeah. me too. Thanks for being on Psilocybin Says. Athena. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I had a lot yes. of fun. Uh, I'm sure awesome. you'll be back. Yeah. All right, ciao. <laughs> All right. And the beating of the drum.